Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. All right. The Athletic reported that the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC are expected to make a formal announcement about their alliance as early as next week. Uh, It's not yet known exactly what this is going to look like, what this will entail, but uh, let's speculate about it. Let's give our thoughts on on this, this move here. So first off, Ryan, who is the the big loser here i mean it's the big 12 the remaining eight teams in the big 12 it unfortunately uh they just they're still waiting to see like how all the dust dust is going to settle a lot of those schools they want to obviously stick together but at the same time they'll jump at any moment they get for if one of those bigger you know other the other three alliance conferences come calling you bet Mm -hmm. they're going to answer the phone and say hey Yes, we'll join you with whatever conference you are. So yeah. those schools, uh, you know, if these the three conferences have the alliance, which it certainly seems like that's an, a foregone conclusion at this point, you know, it could hurt the those schools as far as maybe some scheduling opportunities. Maybe they wouldn't get as many of those. So could hurt the recruiting and uh, and also their opportunities to, you know, fight for position to get into a playoff consideration eventually one day. So I know some of those schools are so. Unfortunately, those schools are uh, hurt. But hey, unless they get a call from one of those 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 uh, three conferences, which wouldn't be surprising. A lot of those schools in the remaining eight, like Oklahoma State, TCU, all, all of them, a lot of them have a lot to going for them. It's just um, they need to they need the invite. Yeah, yeah, they're on the outside looking in right now. But uh, yeah, all right. So let's get to this alliance um, and talk about some of the issues that might be important to them. The first one uh, we're going to talk about is. The college football playoff. Um, I know the the you know kind of the timing and the structure are two things that they could be in agreement on. All these three conferences. So as far as the timing, uh, I know the Pac-12 commissioner has already been pretty vocal about the fact, like, hey, maybe we need to pump the brakes on this whole playoff expansion because as it stands right now, ESPN has that deal uh, with the playoff till 2025. And so if you're going to renegotiate that and, and go up to a 12-team playoff, you got to work with ESPN, and, and they're going to be the ones, the only one bidding on it. Whereas, um, as the Pac-12 commissioner pointed out, if you wait till after the deal is done and, and you're, you shop it to everyone, you know, maybe, you, yeah. maybe you're like the NFL and it's not just one network that has the rights to, to the playoff. Maybe it's Fox and ESPN and you split it up. Either way, on the open market, it makes sense you would get more money. So I can see why uh, why they might want to wait. Yeah, and you know, with the SEC and ESPN being essentially in bed with each other right now, um, you want more competition to come in and kind of stir that up a little bit, or at least support the th- alliance schools. So that's definitely a big one. Um, okay, so how about the how about the structure of the playoff? Yeah, so you know, I mean, obviously the the concern for those schools for the the other three conferences, I guess, like, hey, we can't be having six, seven SEC teams getting in. I mean, there's they might be worthy, but like, yeah. we just can't have that, right? Um, so maybe they're gonna want if they expand it to twelve, say, hey, we gotta cap a certain number. Maybe it's four. Like, hey, we can't go more than four from a from a conference. Maybe it's five, whatever it may be, but. I'm sure they would want that because they're obviously know the SEC is far more likely to hit that cap than right. either three of their their conferences. So that is maybe one concern or one thing that they would agree on. Um, and then just you know maybe just as far as limits on total games, 
you know, it, it, these schools seem to, or these, I always say schools, but these three conferences are coming together and it seems like they're wanting to pump the brakes on this whole craziness that's going on right now with NIL and not necessarily NIL, but the whole landscape seems to be shifting really, really quickly. Um, so maybe they want to kind of slow that down and limit the amount of games uh, kids play. If they're not playing 17, 18 games with these with, with a 12-team playoff, that might be too much for some of these kids to handle and too much to ask. Yeah, there's. it, it is interesting because the SEC has been like, hey, fine, we don't need to expand. We're fine with four. Um, and then I can imagine, yeah. especially the Pac-12, being like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. Yeah, exactly. We're not getting into this 14 playoff, so we do want to expand. Um, so, yeah, they it, ultimately they might settle on the 12 anyway. But uh, I think yeah. they just they want to have some say in that with all the facts out on the table. Because the SEC and and the Big 12 commissioner was in those negotiations or that, that committee to decide this 12-team playoff. But, you know... Um, SEC knew something that the rest of the conferences didn't. So I guess they just maybe want to talk that over. But uh, yeah. all right. So then what do you think about a possible scheduling alliance, which, you know, it's rumored yeah. to maybe be a part of this? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we were kind of talking before, but I don't think this is going to be some huge sort of shift. Uh, one of the main things that it was that is coming up is just for these schools is any scheduling non-conference kind of change. Like it's going to take a long time before that comes to fruition. Cause most schools, right. Are having a lot of their, their game scheduled five, 10 years in advance. So if you're going to come to some sort of agreement where like you got to play one, let's say a big, a, a big 10 team has to play one ACC and one PAC 12 team every year. You can't get teams to do that for maybe a decade or so. Uh, it's going to take a long time to see that happen. So, um, but they might be able to say, Hey, we're an alliance where they might be more encouraged to schedule more non-conference games with each other in the meantime that do have opening. So, um, but I just don't think that's the driving factor, of course, like it might help, mm-hmm. you know, like the PAC 12 in a couple of years, their TV rights come out or expire. So they're going to renegotiate a new deal there. But so maybe they'll could, maybe request for a little more money if they're playing a little more in marquee non-conference games but i actually just don't think that's the big uh the big driving force here i agree i i don't think that is um i well let's get to what maybe is the kind of biggest driving force um with this this move is just the kind of overall just governance and structure of the yeah. sport and where everything's headed because the ncaa is going to be holding a constitutional convention in november and of course, the NCAA seems to be losing power by the year, and it seems like at this um, convention, they're gonna everyone's gonna start the process of hey, NCAA is having diminished power, and these conferences are gonna have these power conferences are gonna have more of a say in what the sport looks like moving forward. And yeah. so, the alliance schools, as it seems like we're calling this, the alliance, um, yeah, they seem to place more importance, you know, on academic requirements for athletes just kind of keeping the collegiate model they care more about the olympic sports and things like that um i think they're trying to avoid this becoming basically a minor league for the nfl they kind of want a little bit more status quo so if they come together and have a voting block together or something like that then they're going to have a huge say in in what these governing rules are yeah for sure and so i think the point maybe i haven't quite articulated it yet is just these are 
still going to be three very different conferences. Um, this is not coming together one to one and we're all going to play each other and, you know, for all the same things. It's, it's three different conferences that just want to make sure their, you know, visions aligned. are somewhat aligned. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, and I've seen some folks and I, I hear the concerns that, that they've made is uh, travel concerns for teams that have to go so far away. Um, but like we kind of mentioned before, I, you know, there's not going to be a ton of non-conference matchups between them. Um, they're they're going to stick to their conferences mostly. Um, the one thing that I we were kind of worked out before Michael and I before the pod was if let's say they do eventually get to these games where it's like okay, a lot of ACC teams and Pac-12 teams are going to play each other. If like a East Coast team goes to the West Coast, like let's say Boston College goes to Oregon uh, or in a bunch of those games. You, you can't put them all at the same time on the West Coast. So sometimes there might be an East Coast team that gets stuck playing a 8 p.m. kickoff on the West Coast. You know, I'm a Boston College Eagle fan at 11 p.m. I'm trying to uh, watch a game and it's finishing at like 3 a.m. You know, I, it could happen theoretically. Yeah, that's, that's a concern somewhere down the road. That's one issue if there's, yeah, if a scheduling yeah. alliance is a part of this. Um, but okay. And my thought here is, is about the, the future governance of the sport. Like, if they're trying to avoid a model where you know a players are get players are getting share of the revenue from the playoff and these TV deals and all that, I just think I don't know when this will happen, but I think you're fighting an uphill battle there. Like in ten, twenty, thirty, I don't know how many years in the future, kind of seems inevitable that the the players are going to be getting a, a piece of the pie here. Yeah. You know that we were talking about that for name, image, and likeness for a long time. It eventually happened. I think the same thing might happen there, but. Of course, they're going to try and prolong that as long yep. as possible. Uh, okay, but what are what are your final thoughts on on this whole move? You know, I'm glad that these two conferences are coming together. Three, uh, at least there's dialogue. What's that? Three conferences. What I say? I think you said two, but go on. Oh, did I? Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm glad the conf- these three conferences are coming together. Um, you know. I- Listen, we we all we both love everybody loves college football that are listening to this podcast. Of course, uh, we're gonna love it no matter what. Um, I just don't want to see it completely lost and it changed so rapidly that you know it, it can end up harming the, the sport. It's been great. Obviously, there's some changes that NIL things like that are going to be great, especially for the student athletes. But um, I don't want teams to like. I don't want the to be the SEC playing against each other only, and then those other the other schools. Like I I want a mix. I want everybody to play everybody. Um, I don't want this to be a thing where all oh, the Alliance says, we're not going to play any sec schools anymore. Like I don't want that. I don't think anybody wants that. So, um, I'm glad they're coming together. It should, it should only yeah. help. Yeah. And again, we're, we're speculating based on, they haven't made the announcement. We don't know what it'll look like, but I do think, yeah, you know, it makes some sense that they're coming together and they're, they're, they're trying. I think stability. Well, they don't want to lose their schools. Remember, like yeah, yeah. They don't want Clemson to go to the SEC. They don't. Yeah, want exactly. Ohio like State. ACC's like, uh, we'll do whatever you want, Clemson. Just stay. Like, <laughs> yeah. So they're just trying to create some stability. It seems like just with the whole yeah. sport. So I think there's. I that's that makes sense. That makes sense right now with kind of the SEC and those remaining eight Big Twelve schools. There's going to be good news somewhere down the road here. It seems bare. It seems crazy, but. There'll be some good news. They'll be picked up. There's there's some good value there. I hope so. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let us know your thoughts in the comments below on YouTube. Uh, we're just kind of spitballing here, obviously, and, and talking it out. This is all very new to us, so we'd love to hear other yeah. people's opinions. 
Um, be sure to subscribe to our podcast if you like college football. We've got CFB content every week, all season long, all year long. So we will see you next time. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.